When it comes to investing for the long term, it's important to look at more tax advantage ways of how you can be able to reduce your tax liability with your retirement accounts. And with iTrust Capital, they allow clients to invest in crypto through an individual retirement account or an IRA. IRAs are tax sheltered accounts, which means all of your crypto trading is tax free and it can even grow tax free as well over time. The process of signing up with iTrust Capital is really easy and the service is awesome. The best part is, is that it's totally free to open up an account and there's no hidden fees. The platform also offers a growing list of over 25 different cryptocurrencies to invest in with more being added all the time. So it's easy to diversify your portfolio with a new mobile app that allows clients to trade whenever they want. iTrust Capital has really earned its place in the market being voted best crypto investment platform throughout the US. As a special tip for my listeners, if you open and fund an account today, you will get a $100 funding bonus added to your account. To learn more, click the link in the description to open up a free account and get started today. Welcome back everyone to another edition of Insightful Principles. My name is Kevin Jenkins and in today's content, I want to talk about the Fiat Standard, a great book that I've been reading by Savadine Amos. And he's really talking about how the fiat standard is the debt slavery alternative to human civilization. And it's a very good read. Um, I'm only through the first half of the book. Um, and I'll probably end up doing another episode where I explain the second half of the book. But what he's essentially describing in this first half of what I've read so far is the operation and the creation of the fiat monetary system. And he's comparing it by making analogies to the operation of the Bitcoin network. So oftentimes throughout the book, he'll talk about like fiat mining. He'll discuss a fiat protocol, a fiat system. And it's really kind of tying some of those different parallels to the Bitcoin network. So it's a very interesting read. I definitely would say anyone wanting to better understand how the dollar works, what has transpired through the history of time, of how the dollar came into creation and how it's often manipulated and almost in a sense how really our Federal Reserve system is really a, a monopoly when it comes to our money supply. So I want to just break down some of these key themes that I read throughout the book. And the author is really examining uh, the underlining technology behind the fiat standard. So oftentimes throughout the book, he's breaking down the fiat network and how dollars are created. And even Sevedian, uh, he he's going into details of describing the monetization of debt as well as the use cases for fiat and the problems that it solves. And the monetization of debt is so important to me because when you really look at the system here in America, when you think about student loans, you think about treasury securities, you think about auto loans, you think about credit cards, a lot of this system is monetizing debt in the various different aspects. And when it comes to that aspect, what he's essentially describing is the fundamental engineering feature of the fiat system is that it treats future promises of money 
as if they were good as present money because the government guarantees these promises. So this was a very uh, great line that I read in his book. It was like in the introduction chapter within his uh, his book. And when I think about that, I think about more of like student loans, how money can just be loaned out to any type of student, uh, no matter based on their credit, uh, they can have $25,000 lent out to them to be able to attend a public university. And most of the time, these are federal loans that are backed by the Department of Education. So to a certain extent, the government is guaranteeing that they're going to allow a student to be able to take out these federal loans. And the biggest challenge with that is, is making future promises as if it is good as present money. So a lot of times a person that's taken out this amount of debt to go to school, it may not be the best financial decision, but the system has monetized it in such a way where it's, you don't have to worry about paying this until four years down the line when you're done with school. And a lot of people will take that offer, including myself, because I have student loans as well. So I'm definitely not trying to talk from a perspective of putting anyone down that has to take out student loans. I'm talking about simply the system that we live in and how this is really a system to keep you more enslaved in a hamster wheel and continuing to be immune to paying payments on certain things, whether it's an auto loan or a credit card or student loans. It's, it's all a revolving system of credit and debt. And that's essentially what we live in here in America with our monetary system. And a lot of the themes throughout this book is Savadine is explaining different moments in time that really led us to be in a system where it's more monetized and how the system has created more consumers than producers. You think about Social Security, you think about a lot of these promises that companies will make when it comes to pensions, that they're going to give you a certain amount when you get in retirement. And it's, it's all predicated on you becoming dependent on them. And I think we have to take our financial education seriously. We have to take ownership of learning about these different concepts. So that way we can be able to navigate in the system. Now, the second half of the book, he's really breaking down the economic, the societal, and the political implications of a society utilizing this form of money, which is the dollar. And then he finishes the book by explaining how Bitcoin actually fixes some of the issues with the fiat system and how they both can coexist in a credit-based society. And when it comes to the fiat monetary system in the U.S., it's a very sophisticated system that is much more complex than simply printing dollars. A lot of times, even myself, we can say that we think that that's the main thing that they're doing is simply printing money. And when I say they, I'm talking more of the government or the Federal Reserve. But this is really a sophisticated protocol that they have really well thought out for a lot of different years. And this was very strategic for the U.S. to move more into a dollar standard because they it gives them more flexibility it gives them more control and 
when you think about also debt, I also think about treasury securities. And when you think about like bonds, you think about notes, treasury bills. This podcast has also been sponsored by Ledger, the largest crypto hardware wallet in the industry. They're trusted by over 2 million users. And the purpose of having a hardware wallet is to protect yourself against exchanges, freezing your crypto assets. You look at Celsius, you look at Voyager, of actually freezing the withdrawals and also any type of trading on their platforms. When you have a hardware wallet, it does remove you from this particular risk. Also with Ledger, they just recently released their Nano S Plus, uh, which is giving people the opportunity to use Web3 uh, to be able to take advantage of DeFi and using NFTs uh, with on their hardware wallet. But if you go in the show notes, I'll have all of my information so you can be able uh, to take advantage of the different offerings that they have. And Ledger is the best in class when it comes to safely securing your crypto assets. A lot of these type of form of assets, especially with a treasury bond, is nothing more than a promise. It's a contract. And when you invest in a bond, the government is making a promise to pay you back when the bond matures at a certain date and think of maturity as when the bond expires. So these type of securities are fully backed by the full faith of the government and the treasury market in the US is very big. It's it's trillions of dollars. When you think about how other countries also use our treasury securities, that's also what gives the US leverage. So it was definitely a very strategic system to find a way to create more equity in the system by issuing treasury securities. There were numerous events throughout history that led us to the fiat standard. The first actually came in 1934 where President Franklin D. Roosevelt ordered the confiscation of America's gold with buying it from the public at about $35. Now, in 1946, this was one of the main second events called the Bretton Woods Agreement, where we now had international settlement of the dollar, where essentially other countries could use fiat to trade and sell goods or services. And then really the last domino to fall to completely move America to a fiat standard was on August 15th of 1971, President Nixon officially took the dollar off the gold standard where the dollar was no longer backed by an hard asset. So now citizens couldn't redeem their dollars for gold anymore. And this began the process of the devaluation of the dollar because it was no longer backed by anything. When the dollar was on the gold standard, The government couldn't be reckless with their monetary supply because citizens had the option to redeem their dollars for gold if things got out of control. When Nixon took the dollar off the gold standard, we now entered into a system where credit and debt became more incentivized. Savings were no longer a priority. And then gold was used as a store of value and people were in a better position 
economically because their dollars were actually worth something when it was tied to gold. So before we had everything moved to a fiat standard in 1971, people actually had leverage because they could be able to take their dollars. They knew it was backed by something. They knew that they had a hard asset like gold that maintained this value over time, where if there was manipulated policies with the monetary supply, they could simply exchange some of those dollars and get back more of a, a savings asset because really that's why people tend to buy gold they want to be able to preserve their wealth they want to maintain their wealth over time so when that was taken off it put us in a system where now we have so much inflation and our dollars are not nearly worth what they were years ago and with it not being backed by anything all we have is nothing more than a piece of paper in our hand if you're a podcast enthusiast like i am you probably thought about making a podcast on your own creating a podcast is one of the best decisions i've made personally but it definitely can feel overwhelming when trying to start one on your own that's where buzzsprout comes in their platform is hands down the easiest and the best way to launch promote and track a professional podcast it's in fact so good that they have helped over a hundred thousand people launch their own podcast buzzsprout will get your show on every major podcast directory such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of your recording. You also get a great looking podcast website, detailed analytics to see how people are listening to your podcast, and tools to promote your episodes as well. Plus, Buzzsprout publishes new blog posts, podcast episodes, and YouTube videos every week. So you can learn the ins and outs of podcasting from people that live it every day. To start your own podcast and to get a $20 Amazon gift card, follow the link in the show notes that lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you and help support our show. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. So Savid Dean explained how this was the initial fiat standard protocol installation where governments now are incentivized to run unsustainable deficits. You think about our economic output here in America, we actually import more goods and services than we actually export. So when we look at our balance sheet, we have a lot more liabilities than assets, you know, compared to, to some countries because we don't export as much as a country like China. China has more of a surplus where America has more deficits with their monetary policies. And we're also now in a system where governments are incentivized to confiscate, to restrict the movement of gold. The metals market is completely manipulated when you think about gold and silver, especially the uh, commodities that are actually traded in the stock market. Those are, you know, really manipulated. And also we are now in a situation where there's an increase in the supply of paper notes. So I talked about how the U.S. has done an excellent job with getting other countries to hold their currency as their reserves. So you think about countries like Europe. I think about Germany. I look at a lot of these countries across the world that actually use the dollar as a reserve. Whereas when you think about China and Russia, 
they really stand more on their currency and they don't want to really use anyone else's currency because they know that they're handing over their leverage. So I think the supply of paper notes, America has been very strategic on their SWIFT system, which is simply just a ledger system for international settlement. It's really more like a payment network system to be able to exchange goods and services across the country and America has made sure that that all these other countries are going to utilize their currency so they have control to a certain extent. So I definitely think these were some of the themes so far of what I've been reading in the Fiat Standard by Sebedin Amos. Uh, definitely a great read. And as I finish it, I definitely am going to do another episode because it's just a wealth of information inside this book. And it's a follow-up from the Bitcoin standard. So I definitely think this one is, is two for two for sure. He's definitely has written some great books. And that wraps it up for this podcast. If you all can do me a huge favor, if you can rate, leave a review, and share this podcast, that's greatly appreciated. And I thank you all for listening and take care.